You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. This is Southern Radio, and I'm Joe Swanson. Today on the show, my guest is Italian tattoo artist Ivano Natali. Ivano talks about making big progress in his work when he started to create stories around the pieces he was tattooing. He also talks about moving to the States to pursue his career, his business strategies, and how thinking differently has changed his entire career. And then, you know, as I'm thinking about it the night before, like we get in the car to go to the shop, he's supposed to get tattooed, and he's, you know, he looks at me and he goes like, um, hey, you know what, Ivano, um, I've been thinking about the tattoo. And I'm like, fuck, he's going to tell me he doesn't want to get tattooed anymore because he's that fucking good and he's looking at my work and he's like, why would I want to get tattooed by this guy? And I'm like, so I was ready for that. And, and he's like, uh, you know what, man? Like, instead of doing my chest, why don't we do, like, my whole torso? Shit. Boom, that fucking, you know, that hit me hard. Like, because, like, I mean, it, it was good from an artist's point of view to have another artist, you know, like, trusting you that much. Instead of doing a tattoo, you create a story. Boom, there you go. Like, it flows naturally. And then people ask you, how did you come up with it? Like, I don't know. I just started thinking different. This is the time for me to think different. If for some reason, you know, like the stuff that you do doesn't attract as many people anymore, like it doesn't make you less of an artist. Uh, the only thing that makes you less of an artist is stop doing what you're doing with passion. This is Joe Swanson with Sell on Radio, and this is my talk with tattoo artist Ivano Natali. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Joe Swanson. Um, as artists, how many of us can say that they have moved to a new country to pursue their career path? Um, they've got a couple shirts dropped from Sullen already, you know, and uh, they also got collectors flying in from around the fucking world to get tattooed by them. Well, my guest can say that today. Ivano Natali, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing, Joe? Man, I'm great, dude. I, I'm excited to have you on. Um, as I've done my research... Guys, man. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on. And as I've done my research on you, man, I've, I've gotten excited about talking to you because um, you, I believe, are taking... One of the guys that are taking this idea of, you know, large-scale tattoo projects... And you're yeah. pursuing it with a straight passion, you know, and it's exciting to see that. Um, and it's exciting to see what, you know, you've said already in, in other interviews and things about the development of that style, you know, where you fooled around with, not, not fooled around, but you, play, you, you experimented with all different styles, traditional, Japanese, and, and you've come to the point where, you know, you're now digging on this one thing and, and you're really putting your heart and soul into it. Talk about that development, man, because it's exciting as an artist to see that, you know, somebody that took that and harnessed that energy and, and, is, and is being successful with it. Thanks, man. Well, first of all, thank you for the kind words, man. Like, uh, you know, like this is, uh, this is a lot for me. Uh, yeah, where to start, man? Like, I, uh, I mean, like my background as an artist is pretty similar to, to other artists, other tattoo artists, you know, like I started it in, in my garage and... Uh, my only supporters were friends and uh, a little bit of family. Obviously, you know, 10 years ago, I mean, it's not a long time compared to, uh, to, 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 to tattooing in general, you know, like uh, to people that started tattooing, like uh, 
um, like even even uh, you know like uh, many years back, you know, like compared to ten years, it's nothing. But at the same time, you know, like uh, you know, family doesn't really support this kind of things. Obviously, it's not seen as a as a regular job. It's not something that. Uh, people um, wish you well, you know, when you say, uh, I'm going to be a tattoo artist, you know, like mm -hmm. you're not going to have your dad or your mom saying, no, I'm happy for you. I'm supporting this thing, you know, like, so, so it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, like everybody else, I, I had to fight it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when it came time to, you know, experience new things and new countries and, and new styles, you know, like I had no problem in uh, packing up and just uh, living out of my suitcase and uh, go to the States or go to London, England. You know, I'm from Naples, Italy. So, um, you know, mentality here, it's a it's a bit different. You know, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's more traditional in a way. So, yeah, man. Like, so obviously, you know, I was in uh, my first years of tattooing, two, three years of tattooing. So what I had to do was pretty much, you know, like experience everything, build a clientele. And by the time I had enough people to tattoo, I, I was moving on to a new country, you know, new experience, new word, new shop, new everything. So, you know, once I got used to that, like it was kind of like combining experiences together. Yeah. And, Did you, know, you like at first you get really you get really excited, like in a way where, you know, you, you want to do your best. And then, you know, like you obviously you want to get used to people around you and then you have to move on. But then you get to the point where you're like, fuck it, I can do this. You know, like, let, let's do this, you know, like, let's, let's do this for real and, and, you know, work around other artists that inspired me as well. And they really went from Japanese to tribal to, to traditional. So until I found out that what I wanted to do was black and gray, I, I, I've tried to learn from every guy that I ever work with. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that led me to. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's having those other artists around you who have different styles, I think is going to ultimately complement whatever style you're working in because you, you know, whatever creativity you have around you is going to influence, you know? And so I think that's good looking at all those different things. Plus you get that history of those arts, you know, those art, you know, those particular styles, you look at Japanese work, man, you want to, you want to see some vivid imagery and hear some cool stories, like look at Japanese tattooing right. you know and it's a that's exactly that's exactly what i stole from uh from japanese you know like i the fact that everything had a meaning and and everything had a story everything had a flow uh, i like that i like that because it, it kind of helped me you know build my tattoos like more naturally you know like um obviously you know if you try like you know sometimes you have customers coming to you saying uh, hey man you know i like your work do whatever you want I, I don't even know what I want. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what I want to get tattooed on myself. So just give me some hints, you know, like, like, you know, like make my head move in, 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 in a direction or another, you know? So that's, and when I, that happens, you know, like it's, it's a lot easier. Yeah. And that's, so that was a question I was going to have for you, man, because you know, there, during one of your selling TV pieces that I would encourage everybody to go check out, <clears throat> you described this, you know, this large back piece. It was one of the, I think you said one of those first pieces that kind of took you to the wanting to do larger scale pieces and it, and it created this story yeah. around it. And I was curious how yeah. much the client influences that story or is it, Hey, you know, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm digging on. And I want to create this tattoo project around that. How, how much you like to have a little influence from them or do you just like to go with it? 
I did. I did. And, you know, there's actually uh, two pieces that really changed my, my way of work. Uh, the first one, the, I mean, the first one ever that I did so big was the one on uh, Daniel Rocha, uh, another great artist, black and gray artist, or he does color as well. But, you know, um, like right now he's, uh, he's doing a lot more black and gray than, uh, than, uh, than he used to. And, you know, back then, uh, I mean, we've always been friends. We started together at Goodfellas. So um, we went a long way together. Uh, we're good friends now, but um, bottom line is I was at his shop in Vegas. And I know he asked me to tattoo him uh, before I went there. So uh, I stayed at his house with his family and everything. And um, he wanted to get his chest done initially. And I had no idea what I wanted to do on him or what he wanted. You know, he, he just said, you know, like, just roll with it, man. Like, just just do, do you, do whatever you want. And then, you know, as I'm thinking about it the night before, like, we get in the car to go to the shop. He's supposed to get tattooed. And, he's, you know, he looks at me and he goes like, um, hey, you know what, Ivano? Um, I've been thinking about the tattoo. And I'm like, fuck, he's going to tell me he doesn't want to get tattooed anymore because he's that fucking good. And he's looking at my work and he's like, why would I want to get tattooed by this guy? And I'm like, so I was ready for that. And, and he's like, uh, you know what, man? Like, instead of doing my chest, why don't we do, like, my whole torso? Shit. Boom. That fucking, you know, that hit me hard. Like, because, like, I mean, it, it was good from an artist's point of view to have another artist, you know, like, trusting you that much. But then at the same time, like, if I was lost at the chest part, now I'm, I'm you know, like, I'm completely lost. I can't, I can't see it. Like. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's like, um, and he's like, yeah, man, like I, I'm just down with whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah, dude, but please help me out. You know, like just say something like one word and set statues, like whatever you want. I'm like, all right, I can work cool. around that. And, and I had this uh, lion statue in the back of my head. I mean, I've had this reference for, for years and I never used it. And, um, and I wanted to use that one. And then I started putting it together with Photoshop and everything Excuse me. I started putting it together with Photoshop and everything, and I and I started off this uh, um, this big lion statue and placing it on on his stomach. Right now, what I needed was something around it. You know, like as the lion was working as an element of protection, I needed somebody to protect and another element that wanted wanted to attack what was meant to be protected. So eventually everything else just, just flew naturally and I just had to put it in the right place. And then, you know, everything, you know, went off that, that kind of adjustment, you know, that I made around that tattoo with everything else with the back piece that I did in the UK recently. It's a, uh, it's a big um, horse rider. Like uh, it's a back piece. The guy, uh, he, he's a big dude as well, but um, he sent me this bunch of uh, Irish tales. He's Alf Irish, so he wanted something that represented kind of like uh, his culture and, and stuff. So I read a few tales, and, and you know, like I asked him to, to have freedom of putting different tales together. Just just because, like, I started seeing something that would have been interesting for a tattoo. It doesn't have to necessarily respect the story, you know. Like it's more the story that you want to create for that tattoo. And at that point, I guarantee you, man, like like. It, it just flows naturally. It's, it just becomes easier, you know? Mm. Yeah. It, it's nice when that happens, right? When, when you're allowed to have some freedom, but there's some input there, that back and forth is good, you know, but it has to be balanced. And I, I think each person has to kind of define 
how much you you're gonna get. You know, base. I guess it's it's all based on the project too. You know, are they coming? Are they coming to you for like this guy a particular? You know, set of stories to be represented. You know, and but he's got to trust you that you're gonna create something dope. He's ultimately right. wanting to get tattooed by you, and you know, he, he plays a bigger part. He definitely plays a bigger part because him wanting to get tattooed like has to be stronger than what he wants to get tattooed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like at that point you have less limits and more creativity to go with. And it's kind of like, you know, like uh, both of you guys putting, you know, the same energy in, into one project. So, I mean, like if that gets some exciting ex- excitement out of you, like obviously, you know, like there's, I mean, 99.99% ways to go right. And I mean, hopefully it's not the 0.001% like <laughs> that, that gets a shitty tattoo. But like, hopefully that never happens. But. <laughs> talk, talk about, man, talk about the move that you made to come to work at uh, Soto Shop at Goodfellas, man. What, what, where were you at? Were you still in Italy? Did you come from Italy to, to work there? Talk about that move and what decision, man. How, that's a big move. You know, that's coming to a new country that's doing, that's a, that's a big step. Talk about that. I know, I know, I know. But, uh, well, basically what happened is um, I remember there was MySpace uh, back then. And uh, I got in contact, you know, with a, with a friend of mine that was living in California. And I went to go visit him. And for three years straight, you know, like I've worked out of every single shop that would hire me or give me the possibility to work on their clients and um you know at that point like nothing inspiring really came but uh you know i I saw the potential of you know doing something uh good in california and then when i went back to italy for a little bit uh to spend time with my family i opened up my my space again and i was following uh, goodfellas tattoo and steve soto and i saw that they were hiring and so what I did, I just fucking, I, I just sent an email and I'm like, you know, like, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, if they say no, my situation will still be the same. I'll, I'll still be chasing it. But if it changes, it, it could change, you know, for good. You never know. And uh, then I talked to Steve over the phone. Like he saw, he saw my work and he's like, yeah, man, like I'm interested in having you over here for a gas spot. I went there for a gas spot, got along with everybody. Um, yeah, worked on my visa, and uh, when Steve offered me to stay, I, in the blink of an eye, I, I literally flew in and flew out. Went back to Italy, got my visa done, and uh, and uh, yeah, went to the States and stayed there for uh, three more years with Steve. But then, obviously, you know, the, the, that's the longest I, uh, I've ever worked for anybody. So, and I, I loved every single minute of it, but uh you know, I'm on the constant move, man. I, I got I to go somewhere new and do something new every time. But uh, it's just that my family keeps getting bigger, you know. So mm-hmm. Goodfellas is still part of my family. So Yeah. Talk about that. It seems like that is was kind of a formidable period in, in your tattoo career. Um, it's a powerhouse shop, you know, um, in the industry. Talk about some yeah. of the some of the best things you learned there, like and it's not only you know what let me let me say it's not only just the shop it is actually it's the whole brand man because they're expanding everything they're they're doing some of the shit that 
I think a lot of power shops are going to end up doing. They're going to just start yep. multi-branding into different industries that are that are niche industries, and it's exciting to see, um, you know, that that's happening. So, what were some of the things you learned there that that you continue to to put into your work today? Well, first of all, like I got to say, Steve is a he's a great businessman, and he's a great friend as well. Like, and he's able to, you know, like just, just handle the two things like, uh, in a perfect way. Um, ultimately what I've learned from that place is first of all, work around other people. And I've never worked in a shop where, you know, like there were like probably 20 people working there between shop apprentice, tattoo artists, managers, uh, whatever. And so the one thing that I've learned is definitely you know, work with people like every day and, and learn from each other every day, uh, talk about art every day, uh, see different techniques. And, and you know, like, uh, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just the whole vibe. You know, it, it's hard to express a feeling. And the feeling that I had when I was there, I felt like I was in the right place and I was just keeping on getting better. Or if not, I wanted to be better. Um, not to be the most famous, not to be, you know, like the the the, the guy on TV. Not, not not for that. Just to be a better version of myself, like a better version of uh, of my art. You know, just just trying to, you know, make everything worth. You know, make the move worth. Make the fa- the fact that my family was uh, thousands of miles away. You know, like make everything worth it. You know, like so. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's one of the things that I've learned. Like. Just work with other people. Don't underestimate anybody, and you know, like always, uh, you know, try 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 to be better. You know, like as an artist, like that's it. And then every everything else, like pretty much came through. You know, like obviously collaborations with uh, with other shops, with other tattoo conventions, and uh, uh, different customers. Like I don't know, it's it's just a bunch of things that happened one after the other. Like. Like before I could even realize it, my work was 10 times better than when I got there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how did the sullen connection come about? You've, you've uh, dropped two sullen shirts, I believe. And yeah. um, how did that, how did that connection happen for you? Well, again, like obviously, you know, being around uh, so many artists, uh, you know, like I, I started drawing a little bit more and um, I wanted to show something to Ryan. I can see if it could work for a shirt. But again, you know, like I just didn't want to be the guy that, you know, like that chases it that bad. So uh, like, and as I said, Steve is a great businessman and he's a great friend. And as I said before, like he combines the two things perfectly. So as a businessman, like he saw potential in what I was doing, like, and that it could be bigger. Um, As a friend, he helped me do it better. And at that point, you know, like uh, when, I, when I was at a point where, you know, like I thought it could have worked for a shirt, the only person I could talk to was Ryan and, uh, and Jeremy. And, you know, when Ryan gave me the OK on, uh, on the shirt, like I got to say, I, I was pretty stoked, man, like because I like the only thing I could think of is the fact that, you know, my artwork wouldn't have been on skin, but it would have been on like printed on, on a shirt professionally by people that only work with certain standards of, uh, of artists. Like, it, it was just a dream. And then the second one came in. The second one actually came in as a surprise because I went to the shop for 
um, I think it was like some charity charity thing that we had to do that day or, or some other filming stuff. And when I went there, I found my shirt, like my second one. And yeah, when I saw it, I was like, wow, man. Like, cause he took like, Ryan took like the, um, the six or seven different drawings that I did and he put them together and like made it look like one single drawing. And it, it just looked dope, man. I, I, and it's my lucky shirt too. I wear that every single uh, tattoo convention I go to and the day that I wear it, like uh, most of the times I, I get awarded too, you know, like so it's <laughs> my lucky shirt right there, man. That's great, man. It's it's cool to uh, it's cool to realize those dreams, right? Yeah, man. Like as I said, like when it starts happening, like you don't even realize it unless you look back mm -hmm. and you're like, fuck. Like the last thing I, I remember is tattooing out of my garage and. One thing that was happening for sure, if you walk into my garage, you were walking out with a fucking tattoo. There's no way you're walking out with your money on you and no tattoos. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're walking out with a tattoo and the money is gone. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I was doing <laughs> in my garage. Like, like yep, straight, like, straight hustling. <laughs> straight hustling, man. Like, where'd, you, where, where'd you get your first machines? Um... Where did I get my first machines? No, I, I know I didn't get them online because I remember driving an hour and a half to the only place, like the only supply place uh, around here um, that was selling machines and they didn't even want to sell it to me. So I went there the first time, drove an hour and a half, went there, got fucking the door shut in my face. And, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not taking no for a fucking answer. I'm driving back, but I'm coming back stronger. So I went there with a tattoo artist friend of mine, and he said the machine was for him. So he bought it and then gave it to me. And then, I mean, obviously I paid for the machine, but, you know, like he bought it for me. And then uh, he helped me out a little bit. Like he let me tattoo out of his shop like uh, once a week. And... Uh, yeah, man, like, uh, that's how I got my first one. I'm not going to say the name of the supply because, I mean, we're friends today, so, yeah, so I don't want to say how much I hated him, like, back then. Like, and now I got around how I got around his rules. You know, I'm not selling you the machine because you're not a tattoo artist. Well, fuck you. I'm buying it any fucking way. I'm, like, bringing, I'm bringing with me a tattoo artist. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad I went back. Otherwise, I, we wouldn't be here talking right now. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, how much uh, how much time is spent these days on on design and painting and, and things like that, and how much is spent tattooing? Um, I, I I've realized that maybe tattooing is uh, is my favorite medium of all. Like um, I used to draw a lot and tattoo less, and then when I started tattooing more, I started drawing less. I still draw nowadays, but. Like, if I have time, uh, like, to do something, I'm always open it's a tattoo. Mm -hmm. So, definitely, like, I'm, I'm definitely a tattoo artist. I mean, uh, I'm an artist, obviously, but, like, I'm a tattoo artist, like, 100%. You know, I, I like tattooing more than I like drawing. And it, even when I draw, I realize that I'm doing it thinking of tattooing. Sometimes I use a pencil and maybe I'll, I, I don't know, I tend to outline something that doesn't need an outline. And I'm like, yeah, because in the long run, it's going to look better. And I'm like, there is no fucking long run because this is a drawing and this is plain paper. And <laughs> this is a pencil, you know, like, so I think as a tattoo artist, I don't, I don't paint yet. 
uh, I keep saying this, one day I'm going to start, one day I'm going to start, but reality is that, you know, as long as I have uh, the strength to tattoo every day, like, I'll tattoo every day. And, you know, like, obviously, you know, when, when that strength goes down and, and obviously we get older, not younger, so the older you get, the less you, you're going to want to deal with people. At that point, I'll start painting. But for now, like, I want, I want, to, I want to use my energy for, for tattooing. Mm-hmm. What well, what brought you to London, man? What's that connection like? What what was what's the draw for you over there? Well, London is pretty much where it started before going to California. It, it was the first city that I ever saw outside of Italy. Uh, I was fourteen when I started traveling, so I kind of wanted to go back to you know where it all started before going back to Naples, and. Uh, yeah, but then obviously you know like it was different than when I than when I remembered. Everything was different. London is a fast-paced city, and after six years in California, all I wanted to do was chill. So, and everybody's running around in, in the underground and everything. It's uh, it was good. It was really good. I miss it, but to be honest, I miss every single part of the planet where I've been tattooing because. You know, I mean, you're an artist. When you tattoo, you make connections with people and with the place that uh, you work in, the people you work with. And when you end up leaving, it's, it's just moving on to a different stage. But at the same time, you know, you miss that vibe. There's always something from every single place that I wish I had here every day. So, yeah, London was the starting point, And I had to go back to it. And do you still you still uh, tattoo out there from time to time, or just during travels and conventions? Yeah, going back, I keep going going back every couple months. But um, yeah, right now uh, I'm gonna slow it down because finally, after ten years, I've decided to open up a shop, and it's gonna be here in Naples. Nice. So I just got the keys uh, today. I just got the keys today, man. I'm I'm Shit. I'm stoked. I'm super excited, man. My day started at six a.m. And it usually finishes at 6 a.m., but today is 6 a.m. So I went to pick up the keys and uh, check out the place. It's, it's, it's a pretty big place. Uh, it's uh, 4,500 square feet. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So you're about, to yeah. design, you're about to design a tattoo shop. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, it's, uh, it's going to be my dream place. I'm actually shaking as I'm talking about it, man. Like it's the most exciting thing ever right now for me, man. Well, what do you like, want to uh, What do you want to put into it? Like, what's exciting? What's the most exciting part about it for you right now? Like, what are you designing it, well, picking out shit? Like, the floors, mm, the fucking paint, the what? Well, the style of it is definitely going to be different, uh, but I'm not going to reveal everything. I I want to keep you guys on your toes and okay. uh, tell you. Tell you a bit more every day. Yeah, that's fine. But we'll have we'll have you back on, man. We'll, you know, you come on and tell tell them. There's there's gonna be a combination of uh, yeah, like two two different things that have never been put together before, and hopefully it works as an idea. That's all I can say. Man, yes. <laughs> you can't say nothing else, man. You can't give. You know, is it uh, is it gonna be set up kind of like um, private private studio type well, uh, situation or? It is, but like being a big place, obviously it was hard to, to have it on a first floor or second floor or anywhere else like that. So um, it's in a it it's on the main street, but kind of like um, 
in a in a tourist area. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm not looking for for uh, walk-ins or anything like that. It's going to be by appointments only. Mm-hmm. Reception is pretty big, and uh, there's going to be an art gallery. Um, you know, like with people, uh, maybe uh, other painters from Italy that are going to want to do an art show in my shop, possibly. Um, four to five station max. Uh, everybody's going to be working with their own clientele. Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to create a place where, uh, you know, like there's just a bunch of walking. Like I'm. I'm not dissing walkings or anything like that. I'm just trying to create a place where it's fun to create, where it's fun to be, where you you can feel free to to draw or tattoo or whatever the hell you want to do as long as it's creative. You know, like just just do you. You know, I'm putting this place together for people to to feel the way that I want to feel. Hopefully, it works for everybody working there, but. Um, yeah, there's there's other things that are going to be added to the shop. Like um, I'll say that it doesn't doesn't have much to do with uh, with clothing or supply or anything like that. Uh, it's totally different. It's um, it's about design. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way: it's about design. But it's I'll exciting. reveal everything later on. Yeah, no, yeah. it's ex- it's exciting. You can tell you're excited to to do to take this step and 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 put it together man it's cool to i've I've been in that position where i've gotten the keys to a shop you know and it's like this open building and you're like shit i need to put this shit together now want to let go like can you believe that after we signed the contract and everything after we signed the contract like last night i signed a contract i i signed my checks to to pay for for the lease and everything and then, and he still didn't let go of the keys. And he's like, yeah, I forgot the keys. Um, if you could come tomorrow morning at 7.30, uh, maybe we can talk about a few other things. And I'm like, fuck this guy. And I'm like, again. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I go there and he shows me the place for another hour and a half. And I'm like, can I get the keys now? And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And he doesn't want to let go of the keys. And I'm like, dude, honestly, I'll take my money back right now if you don't want to let go of the keys like keep the keys and give me my money he dropped the keys immediately <laughs> so, so uh yeah and then and then he looked at me and he's like you know what i've had this place for so long like it's been in my family for so long like um i'm happy that you know you're gonna do something new with this place i like your vision i like i like you know where this place could be going i showed him um what the place is gonna look like uh, so like, it's a rough idea, um, of what it's going to look like, but like it got him all excited about, you know, like having, you know, something that was a restaurant turn into something new artistic, you know, he didn't want to sell, he didn't want to lease to anybody, but this is pretty much the idea. I mean, I know on radio is not visible <laughs> anything. Yeah. That's nice. But, yeah. This, this like... <laughs> That's the idea of what I want the place to look like. So that's wonderful. Yeah, work a lot. Yeah, it's cool, man. Everybody, you're gonna be excited to see it. You know, it, it's an ex, it's um something that is is fun to do, man. To create, you know that that environment that you're gonna spend a lot of your time in. Yeah. You know, so when did you start thinking about this career as a business, as a brand, as you know? Ivano Natali, the brand, you know, because it seems like that's what, you know, a lot of the top guys are doing now. They're branding themselves. And it's not, 
tattooing, yes, does still have that kind of weird stigma. And it's not, it seems like the masses don't respect it as a, as a legitimate career. You know, like you spoke in the beginning of the, of the podcast, a lot of guys are taking it to the next level business-wise. You know, when did that start for you? Well, that probably started for me when I moved to the States. Because I, I started thinking different. I started thinking that everything could be a lot bigger than, than, uh, than it is. You know, like uh, a, uh, an art supply doesn't have to be a painter that sells brushes. It could be, uh, it could be Michael's, you know. Uh, now, if you could have Michael's, like, and do it, you know, like, uh, in, a, in a way that a painter would do it, so sell quality stuff instead of just everything, like, that can only go well. And if you combine something else with that, why not? And then what if we do this? What if we do that? Like, it's just, it's just a constant flow, you know, like, when you see things and you, you see them in a different light. And, you know, like there's a whole new world that opens up to you and and then you start thinking business because you're I mean, when you start doing things well, just because you want to do them well, just because you realize that doing them well or doing them wrong, like it takes the same amount of time because like, honestly, it takes the same amount of time to do something right or do it wrong. It's, I mean, you're, you're going to have to wake up and, and start doing it anyways. So why not doing it right? But it's a lot more rewarding for yourself uh, when you do it right. And when you start seeing yourself growing as an artist, in this case, um, as an artist, and then, you know, in the long run as a businessman, then you start thinking business at the same level of art. So you start creating with the same effort, but then you start thinking, would it work? You know, and if not, how can I make it work? So... Yeah, so definitely when I moved to the States. I wasn't thinking this way before I went there. Do you find you try to think creatively and artistically about the business that you're doing as well? Absolutely, man. I mean, they it's, become the, their own projects in, in, in their own right, right? It, it is fun. It is fun. It is fun. And, and the most fun about it is when you look at people, like, the first look they get when they see us, you know, we're all tattooed, so... Um, in a way or another, they underestimate you, but when they start talking to you and they know you know your shit, that's when everything changes. You, you start seeing the look in their eyes change, and that's fun to me because I start fucking with them at that point. So, like, so it, it becomes like, I don't know, something different. It's the other way around now, and I think it's fun that way, too. And yeah, man, like my, my dad is in a, is a, he's an interior designer. So um, he's probably the one that pushed me towards tattooing indirectly because, um, you know, he's always told me, do what you love, do what you like. And obviously when I started tattooing, he pushed me a little bit into it. He's like, hey, dude, if that's what you want, just do it. You know, like at that point, I, I felt the freedom of just doing what I wanted without worrying about what anybody else thought. But I was 22. Now I'm 32. So in a way, what people think, I mean, what people think in a way it matters. Cause I mean, if you, if you look down on me and I, and I'm going to have to, uh, I don't know, rent a shop because it's your shop and you're not going to want to give it to me because I'm a tattoo artist, then it fucking matters what you think. So 
I don't know, you, you have to you have to grow up a little bit and, and, you know, just start looking at things differently and look at the business side of it and have a business plan, have something interesting, interesting to present to a bank, to to a lawyer, to something. I mean, there's a point in life where you have to improve your, your childhood because I, I, I like to say that, you know, like in a way we stay we stay kids, you know, like like the fact that I don't know, I remember myself sitting in the corner drawing and now I'm in the corner tattooing, like it hasn't changed my life much. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm still a kid. I'm still doing what I want, but I have to deal with the reality of it at some point. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, that's, that's where business comes in. How do you, how do you find that balance? You know, cause there's time that has to be put into, you know, budgets and time that has to be put into scheduling and, and travel and, you know, shit, man, social media and, and marketing and shit like that. You know, you, those things do take time. How do you balance that with your, with creating? Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I just do it. I can't say that I just do it. Like, I, I won't stop. I'm not going to stop. Like my natural reaction to, to not having time is creating time. My natural reaction to not having appointments is making a fucking appointment, you know, like, and so on. So I, I just do it. Yeah. So the the last the less I have scheduled, the more I schedule for myself. Like I can't stop. Like I'm restless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you do do you do shit outside of um right now in your life? What what are your hobbies, man? What do you do outside of tattooing? Um well when I was in the States, I love to go shooting. And it's illegal over here. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to go to jail yet. So uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I got, I got other plans for myself. So, um, well, other than that, man, like, honestly, after eight years away from my family, all I can think of right now is just be around them. You know, like I try to be around them as much as possible. So I don't know. I, if I go out with my dad, I, we, we watch uh, football together and, you know, like, so we talk about football, we fucking curse in front of the TV, like, <laughs> what else? And, you know, and so on. Like, I, I adapt quickly, but right now I'm doing it for the love of the family. So anything goes, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What artists are killing it right now, in your opinion? Like, who's, who, who are you looking at right now? Just being like, God damn, that's, you know, inspiring to you. Well, there's, uh, there's quite a few, to be honest, but... Like, I, I see those that try to expand out of the business and those who became, um, like, probably a point of referment for everybody. So, like, like, those that expand out of the business because they're natural businessmen. So they invest in other things where they can bring tattoo in as part of it. And um, other people that, like, you, you want me to say names? Like, straight up? Man, right. you, you know this is you. This is your. This is your time to talk. So you know. Well, I think I think right now um, Carlos Torres is definitely um, the black and gray guy that you know everybody is looking at, and uh, and uh, you know like he he has his own way of doing things, his own vision. But uh, for some reason, like he was able like to put so much work into it and, you know, like make it a, a style that everybody recognizes. Nowadays, if you do like a little bit of this or a little bit of that, that resembles what he does, like 
you know, you know his name. You know you saw it from him. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, another guy would definitely be uh, Nico, who's working, you know, like uh, crazy good on uh, on um, on other connections. Like, he tattoos a lot of uh, artists inside and outside the tattoo business. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously has his own way to expand himself as a brand as well. Um, Steve is definitely another one. Uh, a great businessman. He's he's doing the the, the vaping thing now, mm-hmm. but he still brought the Goodfellas logo and, and the Goodfellas mentality in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's the Chicano style, black and gray. You know his artwork is on the vaping thing. So, I mean, like I could talk for days and, and, and maybe other people, but I think right now there's three guys like right off the top of my head are definitely the the ones that are doing it, like almost like schooling everybody else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like there's there's ways of doing things like you can do them the right way, the wrong way, or you can school people on how to do things. And if there's three people that I'm looking up to right now, they're definitely those guys. What are you doing to uh, to emulate that to to in, in your own career? Um, you know, besides putting together this beautiful shop, um, what are those what are those things that you're seeing them do? How are you? How how are you emulating that? Um, I think just I don't know. Just thinking different. Like the best way to emulate or do something for yourself. Like like when you see others do well. Like I don't want to do the same things they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how how do you come up with it? So the only answer is you think different. So you think in a different direction. You Instead of doing a tattoo, you create a story. Boom, there you go. Like, it flows naturally. And then people ask you, how did you come up with it? Like, I don't know. I just started thinking different. So this is the time for me to think different. And hopefully with this shop and with the ideas that I've combined, like, it'll take a long way. Um, But to be honest with you, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I just start thinking different, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. and I... I want to do it because it's fun to do it like I don't want to school anybody I but if at some point I'm taken as an example it means that whatever I've thought of like it worked mm-hmm. so yeah that that's a great it's a great compliment you know um to to have people do that you know and, and look up to and I think you know it's uh that is reflected in the fact that you can, you know, you have people flying in from other countries to get tattooed by you, you, you know, you're doing these things. And so, man, it's exciting to see. Uh, I think you're right there with, you know, people taking advantage of, you know, the, the internet and, and social media and, and the connectivity that we have right now with the, with, with where we're at in the world, you know, we can reach out to anywhere, right, man, shit. I'm talking to you from Lodi, California. And after um, cleaning the backyard, <laughs> yeah, I cleaned my backyard and picked up dog shit and like, you know, got ready, swept. I, I did a good job, man. I swept the whole concrete and everything, you know, getting ready, getting ready for my mom's uh, to come to come and visit. So, you know, you got to prepare. Uh, right on, man. Yeah. Yeah. My, my coming back in uh, in half an hour, too. And I had a 
set up, break down, and tattoo a pussy today because this guy, like, he can't sit for a tattoo for shit. Like, I swear to God. Dude, I was just talking to somebody the other day. They were, uh, it was last night, man. I was tattooing late last night, and um, I, was, I was talking about, he asked me if, you know, you had anybody, like, who's your worst client or as far as pain-wise, or do you have people complain a lot? And I'm like, well, there's, this, you know, periodically you have those people that, you know, they have to take a little few breaks and this and that. But, dude, I've had, I had this one cat, and it's my fucking good friend, Stevie B, and that motherfucker it can not get tattooed for more than 45 minutes long at a time. And I've done a back piece. I've done a lot of work. Now, I don't know about it now because he's, he's uh, I haven't tattooed him in a little while. Last time I tattooed his chest, so it wasn't like one, you know, a long, long-ass session. I know he's also gotten a, a three-quarter sleeve from uh, Alipate, uh, like in a Polynesian tribal style. But that cat, dude, he could not. He'd come in with two fucking cheeseburgers from McDonald's, plan on, like, with lidocaine cream and shit, and try to, like, sit for 45 minutes while I'm tattooing on his back. And he could not do it, man. He was horrible. Like, I, I was... Dude, I was this far away today from posting something about, like, if you can't sit, just don't fucking set an appointment. Like, I swear to God, man. But, like, obviously, when you, when you write something, it never reaches the crowd that it's supposed to reach. Like, when you, when, and, and I'm never negative in my posts, you know. I never write stuff such as, uh, some people do this, some people do that. Before yeah. you do this, you got to think that. I, I, don't, I don't like that shit, you know. Like, right. I, don't, I don't stuff like that. I think... But I it's something that I mean, it's something to think about. And it's sometimes I think people and, and even myself as an artist, I see, you know, we see the highest quality of work coming out that looks unflawed, you know, day after day after day. And we forget that you have those struggles, too, man. You know, the, the, the same thing that I struggled with, you know, two days ago, tattooing some, you know, set of flowers on a, on a soccer mom you dealt with, with that client today or yesterday. And I yep. think it's lost sometimes in, in the marketing and it's good. I think for artists to understand that, Hey, even the guys at the top level struggle and it's an art form that has a lot of variables. You know, how do you pull through that? Like, how do you pull hurts. through? Um, first of all, posting a fourth, of the things that I do. <laughs> so everybody thinks that I'm a badass who finishes in one session everything that he does. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. But uh, um, I, I just try to do it, man. Like, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, if you, if you have at least a couple people every week coming in and uh, not getting work done entirely in one session, like, the best thing you can do is be patient. Mm -hmm. I'm the most impatient person on the planet, but... I try to put up with it, man. Like I, because uh, I get excited when I start a tattoo. Because you know that day, like as I said, like is my favorite medium. So I'm gonna be tattooing. So it's gonna be good. And you know when it's unfinished, it's whatever. I don't rush through it. I don't rush through it. I stop before I can even think of rushing through it. Um, but I just put up with it, man. Like if you can handle three hours, two hours, whatever, man, like it'll take two, three sessions. Yeah. It's interesting sometimes too. Uh, I was talking about this last night as well, uh, in that same conversation, um, how there's people that can sit for different amounts of times. It's all depending on, you know, how your body's doing at that time. You know, you might sit for three hours on a normal basis and you sit like a rock. Well, one day you might come in and get 45 minutes into it and only be able to last an hour because 
for whatever reason. Your body's fighting off something yeah. else or, you know, whatever. It's, so it's happened a lot. I don't know. I'm big project, man. Like some days people come in, like get like six, seven hours, eight hours, 10 hours, like straight up, you know, and I'm there 10 hours. I'm there. Like I guarantee you, like I'm in the right state of mind and everything, you know, ups and downs, obviously, but I get through it and I'm happy about it. And when I stop, it's not that I'm done. I just quit. In other days, like same guy comes in, he probably can only handle two hours or I don't even feel like tattooing two hours, maybe an hour and a half. I don't know. Maybe uh, like I'm thinking of that back piece that I did on uh, that dude from uh, from the UK, um, half Irish, you know, with the with the horse and everything. When I did the snake on him, like I got through the whole thing. And then the second time, like we we had to add like other elements around it or or whatnot. You know, it could have been a full session. It could have been a full day for me. But instead of doing that, I tattooed another two hours over the same snake because I wanted to do some details. And I just wanted to be happy about that snake. Mm-hmm. And it was good. You know, like it was good. I felt good. I, I didn't tattoo till six in the morning as I usually do. But you know what? I was happy because, you know, that's what I needed as an artist. You know, like so, yeah, sometimes when it comes to a big project, you just have to compromise. You have to deal with whatever it is. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's them. But mm-hmm. In the end, you gotta you gotta be uh, you gotta be a little bit more patient. So, and I've learned to be a, a bit more patient. You should have met me when I was eighteen, bro. Like I want shit done yesterday. <laughs> you like tattooing at night? I love tattooing at night. What I is it about? Tattoo- what is it about tattooing at night, man? Because I posted something on Twitter um, yesterday. Like I love tattooing in the evening, listening to rap music, like. Just having a good time. Like, what is it about tattooing at the night? You know, and you know who's notorious for that, too, is Jack Rudy. They said Jack Rudy uh, tattoos at night. Like, he come in at 11. He goes through till 6, you know? I don't know. Maybe during the day, like, you're full of energy. Like, you have so many things going on. And maybe nighttime is, like, it's more associated with uh, resting your head a little bit. So you can can probably... um, have more time to think I can, I can hear myself think sometimes you know like it's more quiet it's it's you know like it's uh it, the night doesn't change the day changes a lot you know like the day changes a lot different light different sky different people like different people moving around you you going to work coming back from work the night stays the same it never changes it's maybe for four to six hours like you you have the same constant feeling you know like and it's it's great mm-hmm. especially if you associate it with rap music <laughs> <laughs> you like rap music i love it yeah what are you it. listening to right now uh right now right now uh, i'm listening to some rick ross which is probably the only one nowadays that i like even though i don't believe a word he says but <laughs> that doesn't make any difference because it still sounds good but uh, that mas- the Mastermind album is good, right? I love it, man. I listen to that album every day, every day. But I'm more, a, more of a uh, old time rap music kind of stuff, you know. So, so Tupac, Ice Cube, mm-hmm. you know, even the latest stuff like from Ice Cube and then Exhibit, Nate Dogg, you know, like yeah, yeah. mostly California, mostly West Coast uh, hip hop. But yeah, it's uh, like no- nothing, uh, nothing before. 10 to 15 years ago so it's 
I like it that way. Yeah. I like that's I mean, I was talking to I was talking to this kid and he he was uh said he had never really like listened to Tupac too much, you know, and he and he was, you know, his hip hop kid. And I'm like, God damn, dude, you gotta like you gotta listen to to Tupac. Like you gotta get involved with his library of work, you know. And uh he's one of those greats, you know. Um you can't you can't be saying you like like hip hop if you're not you know and into that yeah. culture in my personal and humble opinion you know without exploring tupac you know the artist absolutely man absolutely it, it gets better and better every time like i like think about it how many times do you look at one tattoo that you've done 10 years ago and you say oh man this is the shit like how many times you look at something you've done 10 years ago and you find it as appealing as it was the first time you did it mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i don't know like at some level these guys are genius too you know like like you listen to something for 20 years every day or almost every day and it sounds good every single time you know right. I, I don't like i don't like tattoos that i've done last year so <laughs> like i'm definitely you know not at that stage so i mean i just uh i don't know i just like stuff from back in the days better than nowadays things. Mm -hmm. What do you think it's gonna? What do you think it's gonna take to get your artwork to that level, your tattoos to that level where you're comfortable seeing them in 20 years, where you know that that is done in a, in such a way that whether your style, you know, obviously your style will continue to evolve, but when you look back on it, you're still comfortable and still in like, you know, are, are proud of that work, you know. Well. Like, as I said, I never, I never stopped thinking about what else can be added or what else could make a, a better tattoo. So a better version of what I do, like uh, how can I improve this thing? How can I improve the other thing? Um, without necessarily thinking I want to be the best, there's no such thing as the best. Like if you keep working hard, eventually you'll be one of the best ones out there or if for some reason you know like the stuff that you do doesn't attract as many people anymore like it doesn't make you less of an artist uh the only thing that makes you less of an artist is stop doing what you're doing with passion with uh uh with the same drive that you had from the first day you know like and, and they've always told me you know like uh, it's gonna rub off you know like uh, you're gonna get to the point where you're not gonna want to deal with it anymore and after 10 years, like, I know what kind of people I don't want to deal with, but it's definitely not tattooing that I don't want to deal with. Mm. The busier I can stay, the busier I stay. And, and the more I can do for, for my tattoos to look better, the more I do. So if one day um, I'll be taken as an example, as probably the example at what I do, it means I work towards the right direction and it'll just fall in my, in my lap, you know, like, but working towards that, I think that's the wrong way of working at anything you do. Like, you will never be the one, like, unless you don't want to be the one. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense. No, it makes sense, man. So when can we expect the the new shop uh, to to drop and open its doors? And and how can somebody, if they wanted to get a hold of you, man, to, to get on either a waiting list or or figure out where they can get tattooed by you travel-wise, or how do they do that? All right, we try to work everybody. Me, my wife is um, helping me 
uh, with my emails. So she, she's checking the emails every 48 hours uh, to see what's coming in, you know, like what kind of projects uh, people are trying to submit. And um, yeah, so the best way is definitely emailing. And my email address is ivanonatale.bng at gmail.com. And that's definitely the best way to get a hold of me. So, uh, and then follow me on uh, on Instagram and Facebook, um, like just to see what I'm up to and what I'm working on and the things that I'm doing. Uh, but other than that, yeah, definitely the email is the best the best way. Shop will will drop in uh, hopefully uh, beginning of May. We're working on it real hard, like crazy, like night and day, and. Um, yeah, so hopefully everything will be ready by the beginning of May. And, um, yeah, other than that. Travel dates, um, anything? You, you're going to be traveling anywhere coming up? Travel dates. Travel dates. Um, right now, like, I'm, I'm just going to keep going to London. Uh, but I have appointments already uh, set up in London, so I don't advertise that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, you know, we don't have to deal with uh, – I mean, thank God we have to – you know, we have a lot of emails coming in from anywhere, but like, uh, you know, that way we don't, we don't give the wrong impression of me going there to get appointments. Mm-hmm. So I go there, I, I do what I have to and then come back. But other than that, like, I don't have other big plans for this year because, you know, the shop is already taking a lot of my time. So once that's done, um, I'm going to want to enjoy the shop. If I can, I'll try and go to California this year, but uh, chances are very slim because of the shop mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll try and go there before the end of the year well congratulations man on the shop the new shop and you and your success so far i think we're going to see a lot more from you and uh it's exciting exciting work man so thanks uh ivano it's it's been a pleasure talking to you dude and having you on thank you likewise my man likewise that was ivano natali make sure to check him out on instagram at ivano natali tats you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at OG Joe Swanson. Follow at Sullen Radio for all the weekly show info and also times and dates for live events. On March 20th through the 22nd, if you are at the Music Festival in Southern California, please stop by the Sullen Clothing booth and say what's up. I'll be there all weekend long recording for the show. Thanks for listening and keep hustling, everybody.